In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's been a while, and I've missed you guys. It's been two weeks, but I've been praying for all of you in the Holy Land. I'm glad to be back home. In today's Gospel, as we come to the near, uh, the near end of this Easter season, next week begins Pentecost, the ending of the uh, Easter season, we begin to realize what it is that Jesus has been doing for us this entire time during this Easter season, right? Here is Easter, the pinnacle of our faith, the very foundation of our faith, that Jesus Christ has now risen from the dead. And as he has risen from the dead, here he is. He continues to teach us as to how drastic this message is, how central of a point this is for our faith. That if Jesus Christ had not risen from the dead, there is no point to any of these things. But now that he has, it changes the way in which we view the entire world. And so he begins to teach us, he begins to continue to teach us as to what it means to be a Christian, to believe in this core foundation of our faith, of the resurrection, and how it is that we go forward with this in mind. Yeah? And so we continue to be a people of the resurrection, a people of hope, a people who continuously see the light in a world that is so full of darkness, and that light is Jesus Christ. And so that is the foundation of our life. And if we can all agree on that, then now we can see what it is that Jesus is saying to us today. Here he is. He's risen. And we go back to again when he appears to Mary Magdalene. And she goes back, she tells the disciples, and they're like, we don't believe you. That's too much to believe. Then he appears again to two, and they're kind of still in disbelief. Then he appears to all eleven, and he tells them, how is it that you have not believed? Jesus is not frustrated. He's not frustrated. He's not angry with them. But what does he do instead? Now you have seen. And now because you have seen, now because you know I have risen from the dead, now because you know of all these things, because of these three years that I've been with you, these three years that I have been with the disciples, these three years that I have been teaching you, these three years that I have been been preaching to you these three years that you have learned from me and my example, what are you to do now? Now that we know of the resurrection, what do we do? Do we sit down? Do we just kind of play with our thumbs until it is that he comes again? No. He gives them directions. Go out into the world. Go out into the world and preach the gospel. Go out into the world and tell everyone of my good news. Go out into the world and tell people of my resurrection. Tell people how much it is that I love you and how much it is that through my love you are to know God the Father, you are to know God in your own life. Don't remain silent. Don't remain puzzled. Don't remain in the same spot. Once you meet the person of Jesus, it's impossible to remain standing. It's impossible to remain silent. We need to go out. But so often, right, do we just kind of sit down and do exactly that, just kind of twiddle our thumbs until the next Sunday, until the next Sunday, and go through the motions. Don't fall into the temptation of being silent. Don't fall into temptation of not being a witness to his love. My brothers and sisters, that's what we have to keep in mind, is that this mission of evangelization, evangelization means sharing the gospel, sharing the good news, does not only go to the priests, not at all. Does not only go to the nuns, not at all. But to each 
and every Christian who is baptized. There are two main focuses of the church. First is preaching. And the preaching goes to all of us. The second is the sacraments. When we come here and receive Jesus in the Eucharist, in baptism, in confirmation, in marriage, whatever it might be, these are the two main aspects of the church. To bring people to Jesus through preaching belongs to all of us. If it rests on me, then the church is already screwed up, right? If it's not going to rest on my shoulders. Not at all. And or any other priest. But upon all of us working together as a team as we go forward, right? We think of holy martyrs, for example. Right? This parish, it's so beautiful and so alive with activities. And we think of, for example, the youth group leaders who have received the call from Jesus, who have witnessed His love, and now go out to be witness of His love to others, to prepare the upcoming generation. We think of choir, we think of the servers, who have given their time in order to serve God on the altar. We think of the parish council. Just a few weeks ago, we elected new parish council. Here they are making sure that every decision they make is prayerfully discerned, they're kind to people who enter into the church, here they are, they're making sure everything is neat, tidy, and organized, so that as we come here today, we are able to focus on one thing and one thing only, Jesus Christ. That ministry. That ministry does not begin just here in the church, but each and every day when we walk outside, each and every day when we live our lives. Why is it you come here? Why is it on every Sunday you come here, right, to listen to Mass, listen to my boring homilies? Why do you come here? Because you love Jesus. Because you love Jesus more than anything. Because you want to be a witness to His love, you've seen what He does in your life, and you want to be a witness to that. But how many people are missing that in their own lives? For us, again, in our own families, right? We'd give anything for certain people to come to Jesus. Anything. We'd give an arm or a leg. Anything it takes to bring this person to Jesus. And so often we get frustrated. So often we lose hope. This person is just never going to come to Jesus. This person is just never going to understand. It's in moments like those we take a step back. As we prepare for our mission, in order to bring others to Jesus, we need to follow the example of Jesus. We need to follow the example of Jesus that St. Paul so clearly lays out in his letter today. Jesus was obedient. Jesus was never thinking about himself, but always sought to serve others. Jesus was so obedient that he even died a death on a cross. My brothers and sisters, we imitate that same Jesus, who does not get frustrated, but instead plants those seeds of faith in others and prays for it to grow. In the same way, we do the same thing. And it's so easy in order for us to evangelize. Very easy, and all it depends is for us, right, to be aware of it throughout our day-to-day. -day. Next week, for example, is Memorial Day. And during that weekend, a lot of people don't come to church. A lot of people would rather, you know, I'm getting ready. I'm doing my hair. I'm preparing for the barbecue. I'm doing blah, 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 blah. People coming over. All these things, right? And so a lot of people find the excuse, well, I can't go to church because I'm busy or whatever it might be. But there are people who come to church. And why do they come to church? Again, because they want to be a witness of his love. And think about it. You go to church. Then later on, you go to a family gathering. And as you go to the family gathering, the conversation of Mass might come up. I went to Mass. When we say just those simple words, people are kind of struck. Oh, huh, you went to Mass? Well, what does that mean? Why did you go to Mass when you're so... Hmm, you make time for that every week? You make, oh, I didn't know you make time for that every week. What does that mean for me? What does that mean for my own life? You're planting seeds. Planting seeds. 
in a very simple conversation. That's all that God is asking for. Plant those seeds of faith. Make people recognize why it is you come to church. Be a witness of the love of God. Be a witness of what God has done for you. You see, Jesus draws people to himself, not out of domination, not out of force, not because people fear him, not because God is so powerful and mighty that I'm afraid and I want to go to him because I'm so afraid because if I don't, something bad is going to happen. No. But it's that his, his love is so powerful, his love is so amazing, his love is so divine, his love in a certain sense, makes our heart melt and makes us go to Him. And there is nothing more that we can do but the simple response to give Him my life, to give Him my everything, to give Him my entire being. That is the only response we are able to have when we meet the person of Jesus Christ. How are we showing that to others? My brothers and sisters, I really want us to think and be conscious that when we go forward, out of these doors, I know I say it again and again, but today Jesus really puts an emphasis on it. I've taught you the resurrection. I have taught you how to live your life. I have taught you what it means to be a follower of Jesus, of myself. And now when we go out into the world, when people see us, they don't see us, but they see Jesus. And when they see Jesus in you, then they are able to see that this person has a certain peace about themselves. This person has a certain thing about themselves that leaves me no choice but to see what it is that they have found. Be a witness. But you can only be a witness when you follow Jesus and when you recognize what it is that's keeping you from him. Focus on those attributes that St. Paul gives us today. Obedience, humility, and self, uh, self-mortification. In a certain sense, this kind of emptying out of the self giving yourself completely to God, abandoning yourself to God, so that each and every day you might glorify the name of Jesus. Amen?